The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off, which is active until the next time the Eagles or the Giants lose a game. Hi-ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 226. We're going to send it out to the Phoenix Suns, my beloved Phoenix Suns, just about to tip off their season. Um, as I'm recording these words, uh, this is the year for sure that they're going to win the title, definitely. Uh, this is an NBA podcast. We have lots of those on the SGPN Network. Make sure you listen to them. Now, this is our MMA podcast. We're doing a little, we're covering a little thing called UFC 280 uh, this episode. Perhaps you've heard it a bit. It, it's kind of kind of a big deal going down this this weekend from uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, I'm one of your hosts of this here, Shindig, Jeff Chalks Fox. Thanks for coming to the show. I haven't said this for a while, but if, if you are listening to us on the SGPN feed, make sure you find our own exclusive feed, the MMA Gambling Podcast feed, and listen to us and subscribe there. It uh, helps us grow and grow and grow. So uh, if, if you want to do that, that would be a real nice thing for you to do. All right, I'm going to bring in um, my co-conspirator here. This episode, we're going to break down the prelim portion of UFC 280. There's, what, seven fights on the card, so we should probably get cracking. Um, let's bring in, actually, there's eight fights on the prelims, I believe. So we really have to get cracking. Let's bring in the one and only Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. Hello. Hey, yeah, there was nine fights on the prelims right. originally. We did lose Yamato Nishikawa versus Megamed Mustafaev. Apparently, Nishikawa is still under contract to another promotion, which, by How the way— How does that happen? How does I, that happen? I, I imagine—this th- is my guess—is a lot of times—and I think it's 1FC, if I'm going to blame anybody. Because okay. Nishikawa, a long time ago, fought for Road to 1FC, which is a, a 1FC— you know, a contingent promotion. He did so with a, I think in a kickboxing match, if I'm not mistaken, I'm guessing they have some sort of clause in their contract that he gets, they get say over who he fights for next. And as long as he was fighting in Japan and building up his record, they didn't care. And now that he wants to go to the UFC, they're trying to like stick it to the UFC. How does this happen? Just a couple of days before, I guess if they're trying to stick it to him, I guess that's why this doesn't come, uh, come to light until a couple of days before the event. That's my prediction. The other thing I would say is I know Shudo used to have um, an agreement to air all of their stuff on Fight Pass. Um, and I know he fought a whole bunch for Shudo. Uh, to my knowledge, I believe that it's expired and Shudo no longer airs on Fight Pass. So it could also be a dispute that Shudo is trying to stick it to the UFC, which in the end, they're not really sticking to the UFC like that. That fight falling off does nothing for us, really. It really just sticks it to uh, the 19-year-old kid who had a chance to fight for the UFC for better money than he was making in Shudo. You are full of conspiracies this week, aren't you, this episode? I, I mean, like, it's just <laughs> like, it's it's the weirdest pullout we've had it during a fight week. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, looks, m- makes makes you look Mickey Mouse when these things happen. So. And same with the visa stuff, too, which is, uh, you, you would think they would have all the, all the ducks in the row, but nonetheless... Um, 
we did lose that fight. Actually, there's been a lot of churn, as they like to say in the business world, uh, with this fight card. We've had a lot of stuff fall in, fall off. And who knows? We have a, a headliner who likes to miss weight. So who knows? Uh, we may have some more even after we record this. But uh, we also were supposed to have Marina Hadhigas versus Amanda Limos. Like this fight card needs even more um, more fights on it. But yeah, that was supposed to happen. We were supposed to have Parker Porter versus Hamdi Abdelwahab. Um, what else were we supposed to have? Parker Porter was also supposed to, for a very limited time, right. supposed to fight Slim Trevlisi, yes. who is weirdly under contract to another promotion still. Yes, that's right. Yeah, weird, weird. And then, yeah, Megamad Mustafayev has had some rotten luck. He's supposed to fight Jamie Malarkey, and then Malarkey pulled out. Then he's supposed to fight uh, Nishikawa, as you mentioned, and now he had to pull out. So, yeah, rough luck for him. And we're also going to have Shamil Abdurrahimov versus Jelton Almeida, one of our favorites here, but that one. Also fell out. So yeah, this card was pretty wild um, to begin with, and it's it's still wild. It's a pretty much uh, pretty much it, it's a stack card from top to bottom. So before I jump into it, after I tell you about one of our lovely sponsors who keep us on the air and into your ear holes, that would be WinBet. Think of joining WinBet now is the perfect time. New customers about a hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet. Looking to join the WinBet biggest winners club? Of course you are. Whoever win hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds wise gets a thousand dollar free bet. Last week's winner of the Biggest Winners Club was a New York batter who hit a plus. This number is so big, I'm I, I'm pausing before I read it. 15,066 parlay, plus 15066 parlay on all live money lines wagering $110.40 to win $16,743.56. Was it you, Dan? No, you're not New York, so it was not you. That's quite a hit. Win bet, truly hashtag only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's jump into this thing. This is also an early uh, starting fight card. For us, they're starting it, I guess, at local time in Abu Dhabi. It's in the Etihad Arena, Abu Dhabi, UAE. This Saturday, the prelim portion, which we're going to cover here, starts at 10 a.m. Eastern. Do you like that, Dan? Does that work for you and your schedule? That, that works for me. I, I sort of do feel bad for people on the West Coast, too, who are getting this yeah, one rough. at 7 a.m. But to be fair, when I'm up finishing watching most pay-per-views at 1 a.m., they're, they're chilling easily at 10 p.m. So yeah, uh, I, I guess we shouldn't cut him too much slack. It's true. Forget those West Coast people. East Coast is the best. We know that. Um, all right. So the prelims, ESPN News and ESPN Plus, as I said, 10 a.m. Start off with the ladies. Two two women fight on the card. We're going to start off with women's bantamweights. Carol Hosa versus Lena Landsberg. I'll tell you about Landsberg, the elbow queen first. 10 and 6 with four knockouts. She's been knocked out three times. Four and five in the UFC. She's lost two straight fights. She's not won a fight since September of 2019, so we're past three, the three-year mark of her having her hand raised. She used to fight at Featherweight, was a regional champ. 2012 was her pro MMA debut. She also was a Muay Thai champion. She's two inches taller than Hosa. She's been outstruck in the UFC by 1.15 strikes per minute. Not good, considering you're a striker. Um, plus 195 is the number on her, as my voice cracks and I go through puberty once again. Uh, Carol Hosa, 15 and four, four knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted twice. She's four and one in the UFC. She won her first four and then lost her last fight. 
Who'd she lose to? I'm blanking here. Sarah McMahon. Her, yes, she lost to Sarah McMahon. She also used to fight at featherweight, as if that's a weight class. But uh, 2012 was her debut as well. She's got two inches of reach on Landsberg. She's 12 years younger than her. Striking stats in her favor. She's almost two and a half times more active landing strikes. She's outstruck her UFC opponents by a very robust 2.20 strikes per minute. It's a very good number. Her grappling stats also are in her favor in this matchup. Minus 245. And as per usual, I am a gracious host and I let my co-host go first. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Carol Rosa on this one. And How about Hosa. Uh, yeah, Carol Hosa, sure. Why not? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Carol Hosa on this one. In her name. And largely because of the thing you just mentioned. You you asked me, you know, who did she lose to? And the answer was Sarah McMahon. And that yeah. is really significant because that is, if you look back in her record, the type of fighter she loses to. She loses to Heavy grapplers with good offensive takedown skills. Sarah McMahon is somebody who beat her. You want to peel it back to when she was on the regional scene. She got beat by Melissa Gatto, who's got, you know, really good jujitsu and all that kind of good stuff. You know, she got beat by Larissa Pacheco of PFL fame, who's, you know, got a pretty good grappling game, although we haven't really seen it because every time we're watching her, she's getting beat up by Kayla Harrison. Like the, the people who have beaten her now and in the past showed good submission skills and could take down ability. And that's just not Lena Landsberg, right? Like despite the fact that she did kind of beat Macy Chase on that way with like a couple of surprise takedowns, that ain't her game, right? She's been losing largely to grappling. Like Panny Kianzad got on top of her and dominated her. The aforementioned Sarah McMahon did the same thing. Even if you want to go back to her fight with Tonya Evinger, Evinger kind of got the better of the grappling there. Kunitskaya got the better of the grappling against her. She even got taken down by Gina Mazzani. I think Carol Hosa is going to have an, the ability to take her down if she wants. But in addition to that, I just think Carol Hosa is just like a much better, much stronger, and a much more accurate striker, right? Like she's a heavy volume striker. I think she's just going to rack him up here and kind of outpoint Lena Landsberg whenever she needs to. Yep, she's better at uh, Landsberg's supposed to be a striker, and she's a better Hosa is a better striker than Landsberg. Not to mention the huge age gap and Landsberg. He's not been doing well. She, I said she hasn't won in over three years. So pretty much um, father time has caught up there. So yeah, Hosa is the pretty easy pick to start off in the curtain jerker. Moving to the next fight, flyweights. I hastily arranged flyweight about uh, Mohamed Mokayev versus Malcolm Gordon. Uh, Mokayev, uh, Gordon is stepping in on what less than a, a week's notice. It was what yesterday, was it? Was it Tuesday we learned about this, I think? Maybe I I feel like I've known about this for a lot longer than that. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I I mean this was Mokayev's original matchup. He wasn't supposed to fight anybody else. Okay, if you say so. I, I might have been thinking of Magomed Mustafayev. There's a lot of Magomeds and Mohammed, so okay. Well, we'll we'll go with what Gumby says because Gumby's much smarter than Jeff. So, um. We'll talk about the Canadian first. Malcolm X, Gordon, 14 to 5, five knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once, two and two in the UFC. He lost his first two, won his last two. Uh, used to fight at Bantamweight, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, correct. Um, what else can I tell you about him? <clears throat> Excuse me, one known Bellator. 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's got an inch of reach on Mustafa Fayav. He's almost three times more active landing strikes. Uh, however, he's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.04 strikes per minute. So basically, it's a wash. Uh, he takes as much as he dishes out on this, in the striking realm. Plus 645 is the number on him. He's the biggest dog on this card. 
Mustafaev, the Punisher, 8-0 with one no contest, two knockouts, three submissions. He's 2-0 in the UFC. He's fight at Bantamweight, was an amateur MMA champ, also was a like high-level wrestling champ, like Olympic-level uh, wrestler. Ten years younger than Gordon. His striking differential is pretty much um, even as well, 0. 0.0. He's, he's up plus 0. 0.07 strikes per minute in the UFC. Grappling stats in his favor, obviously, minus 10.55. I'll take Mustafaev uh, since he's shown up to this point that he's the real deal. But yeah, I'm not going anywhere near this number. Do, do you mean you're taking Mokayev? Because Mustafaev is, is not. Oh, yeah, fighting. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> see yeah. how I told you? I got me. See? See what I told you? I'm taking the Punisher. How about that? There you go. Mo- yeah. And, and to your point, and, and the point I made a little bit early on, Mokayev and Malcolm Gordon were booked on August 1st to fight okay. each other. So they have at least known about this fight for three and a half months. Um, as the public has known for three and a half months. So yeah, this this has been here for a while, but I still don't like Malcolm Gordon here uh, for any reason, Uh, mostly because if you look at his game at where he's the best uh, and you're like trying to figure it out, he's like a pretty good grappler, right? Like if if you go back and look at the fight with Francisco Figueredo, he controlled the fight there. If you go back and look at the win over Denny's Bondar, he like, you know, picked up a nice submit. Well, was it a submission victory? Or was it an injury? I think it was an injury on a takedown. If now, if I'm remembering correctly, he like broke the dude's arm, but like all of his previous wins before coming to the UFC, he beat Yoni Sherbatov. That was by rear naked choke. You know, like he won a whole bunch of TKO fights by submission. He's great on the ground. He's not going to be in advantageous positions against Mokamed Mokaev because of the way Mokaev grapples. And in addition to that, he certainly is not going to be able to hit a submission off of his back. Mokayev is just too smart. This is too easy of a pick. I'll take Mokayev. I have, when I first looked this up on Monday, maybe Tuesday, he was like in the minus 700 range. And now he's like, yeah, minus it's so. I, I think people are just like adding him to the end of every single parlay. And it's just ripping his number up. Yeah. Throw him in a parlay. Everyone is, is doing that with him. So um, yeah, it, that's the only way you basically you can bet on this fight. I guess unless you're you're going to play some props on it, right? I, I actually really like the Mokayev uh, submission prop in this fight. Okay. I, I think because if you you go look at it, um, you know, like obviously he, he's won a couple of fights in a row by submission. Mokayev by submission is plus 120, 125, depending on the bad. book you're looking at. That That's not terrible getting a plus number on that. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, okay, let's move on to middleweights. Armin Petrosian versus A.J. Dobson. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Dobson first. He's six and one with one no contest, three knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Oh, one in the UFC. So that was his first career loss. One no in the contender series. Used to fight down at welterweight. He's got five inches of reach on Petrosian, two years younger than him. He's outstruck his opponents in the UFC and contender series by 0.15 strikes per minute. So basically even. Grapp- <coughs> Excuse me. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 185. Petrosian, Superman. Is a nickname, so it is not Clark Kent. It is Armin Petrosian. He's seven and two with six knockouts. He's been knocked out once. He's one and one in the UFC. He lost his last fight. He's one and zero in the Contender Series. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Was a regional champ. He's got two inches of height on Dobson. Striking stats in his favor. He's more active landing strikes as well. He's outstruck his opponents in the UFC and Contender Series by almost three strikes per minute. That's a huge strike differential. Two point nine one strikes per minute. Minus two thirty is the number on the board for Petrosian. I'm uh, I'm going to surprise you on this one. I'm going to go with AJ Dobson. Really? Uh, yeah. Here's why I'm going to go with AJ Dobson. He is coming off of a loss, which is is noteworthy, but it was to Jacob Malkin, 
who we've now seen just look phenomenal in a couple of fights, right? Like we've seen him do some really exceptional things in the cage. And in addition to that, I think Jacob Melkin was a terrible matchup for him because the thing about AJ Dobson is he's a great wrestler. He trains under both Matt Brown and Mark the Hammer Coleman. Uh, so like, you know, what what better base for, for grappling could you need is two guys who've got really good wrestling bases, really good ground and pound. And, you know, he, he comes from an amateur wrestling background in the first place. He also had a torn knee for his fight with Jacob Malkin. There's so many reasons to be like, that fight was an anomaly. And you go back and look at him on Contender Series, his grappling looked out of control good, right? Like he looked so good in the Contender Series. Now we take a look at Petrosian, a guy who, you know, he's two and one in the UFC. The loss is to Kaibo Ohio. And you can look and say, like, look, he's a great striker. He, he's he got a win over Gregory Rodriguez. Rodriguez just didn't commit to the grappling in that fight and wound up losing a split decision that, if we're being honest, I think he won. Kaibo Ohio actually implemented the game plan of what if we put this guy on his ass nonstop for 15 minutes and Petrosian didn't have an answer for it. Petrosian tried to work off of his back, tried to get back up. He just looked like he was out of his element. And I think AJ Dobson, while he's not Kai Bohio good on the ground, I think he has the grappling skills to implement that game plan and basically take it to him. So yeah, I'm going to go with AJ Dobson here for a little bit of an upset. That's all well and good, but you know me, I'm going to take the striker over the grappler pretty much every time. Um, Petrosian, I like, obviously I like his striking. I think he's got a better resume at this point as well. Uh, but very good points by uh, by Gumby um, until they get disproven on Saturday, hopefully. Um, let me tell you about No House Advantage. Before we move on, No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning a quarter million dollars or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet enough to five-player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Set up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app store on the app stores, plural, to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you finally cross learning that new language off of your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German, plus Babbel speech recognition, recognition, speech recognition, I'm, I'm having trouble saying recognition. That's how you say it. Recognition. You, you I was got a K in there. You got it. Boy, oh boy. And we got a, how many more shows we have to do after this? Anyhow, uh, Babel Speech Recognition. See, I kind of stumbled again. Technology helps you to improve your pronunciation, which I need, and accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babel. 
Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash SGP. That's babble.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, language for life. And thank you for being supportive and coaching me on there, Dan. I got you. I believe in you. All right. Walter Waits, Abubakar, Nurmagomedov versus Gadzi Omar, Omar Gadziev. Omar Gadziev. I haven't said his name for a while. Um, all right. As I said, Walter Waits, let me tell you about Omar Gadziev. 13-1, eight knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. 0-1 in the UFC, 1-0 in contender series. Used to fight at middleweight. Two inches of height on Nurmagomedov, four years younger. He's been outstruck by 0.6 strikes per minute over his UFC and contender series stints. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 150. Nurmagomedov, 16-3-1, six knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, one and one in the UFC. Uh, he won his last fight, but it was back in March of 2021, so he's been on the shelf for a bit. He was 6-1-1 in World Series of Fighting slash PFL. Used to fight at light heavyweight, used to fight at middleweight. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. He also is a Sambo champion. He's got inch reach on Gadzi. He's got striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.07 strikes per minute. Number on him is minus 180. I will take the chalk, shockingly. Um, Madov. not the wrestler. Uh, it's going to be the striking because he's the striking Nurmagomedov. And uh, I think he's going to outclass uh, Omar Gadziev on the feet um, with his striking. So give me the minus 165 number. Yeah, he's certainly able to take the fight down if he wants to. Like, he's yeah. got wrestling skills. But you're right. You, you see that last name, and people are instantly like, oh, what about the wrestling? It, it's not really the wrestling that does it for him. It's often the counter-wrestling and the kicks. Um, you know, he's, he's really talented on the feet, uh, especially with front kicks and stuff like that. I, I think that that is going to be too much for Omar Gazayev. And the fact that it's going to be so difficult for Omar Gazayev to get his own wrestling going, I think is going to be a huge problem, right? Um, Omar Gazayev did get a takedown on Kai Bohio, but he also got stuffed and largely controlled in that fight. Uh, every single time he got a takedown, he didn't get anywhere with it. Anytime Bohio did, Bohio just like controlled him nonstop. So when he can't be the guy getting the takedowns, he usually looks pretty bad. And I think Abubakar is going to make him look pretty bad in this fight. And if I, I think might've said minus one, is minus one sixty-five. It's even better number for us, which I, I kind of like that number, uh, in this fight. Yeah, I love that number in this yeah, fight. Interesting. Foreshadowing, perhaps. We'll see with our recommended plays tomorrow. Go to featherweights. Zubar Tukogov versus Lucas Almeida. Um, we will tell you about Almeida first. 14-1, nine knockouts, five submissions. So he's finished all of his fights. He's never been finished himself. He's won known the UFC. He's won his past two fights via finish, of course, because he's finished every fight. Uh, he was... Oh, sorry. He's won two straight fights is what I'm trying to say because he lost the fight before that. He lost in the contender series. Who did he lose to, Dan? Uh, Lucas Almeida lost to... Hang on. Let me think about this for a second. Was it Daniel Zellhoover? Yes, it was. Correct. Yeah, okay. you mentioned that in another uh, episode, actually. Yes, you're right. Okay. It was him. Okay. So it doesn't look so good in uh, uh, in retrospect, but nonetheless. Uh, he had um, octagon jitters. I- I'm giving Daniel Zellhoover a pass. Okay. Um, Almeida has got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, they have mantles in Brazil. Uh, he used to fight at lightweight and welterweight. Three inches height, three inches of reach over uh, Tukogov. He's o- over two times more active landed strikes, 2.2 to be exact. He's uh, his strike differential in the UFC and contender series is almost a strike a minute. He outstrikes his opponents by 0.97 strikes per minute, plus 135, the number on him. Tukagov is Warrior is a nickname 25 and 1, 20 5 1, 
with seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, five, two, and one in the UFC. He's gone two and one over his last three, including winning his last fight. Used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at welterweight, just like Almeida. 2010, he's been a pro fighter, MMA fighter since. He outstrikes his UFC opponents barely by 0.1 strike per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 160. My turn? Yep. It's my turn. I, I'm going to go dog again. I'm going to take Lucas Almeida in this fight. Um, I I see the appeal of Tuhugov. Uh, I think he's he's one of those guys who's somewhere in between being like your just standard Russian heavy wrestler and, you know, having a little bit of striking skills. But largely what I've seen out of that is, first of all, a willingness to just throw hands for a while, uh, which sometimes doesn't play into his favor. And the other thing is, He's not particularly good at holding his opponents down. If you look back at all of his fights, even the ones where he scored a lot of takedowns, his his control time is really low. Like he, he scored two of seven takedowns against Ricardo Hamosh, and he uh, netted 55 seconds of control time, which is, you know, like for for two takedowns, not really a lot of time. Uh, and, and you could say the same thing about his fight with Lerone Murphy. His fight with Lerone Murphy, six of eight takedowns. And you're like, oh, look at that. He's a, a great grappler. Six of eight takedowns against Lerone Murphy. 15 seconds of control time. 15 seconds of control time. So he just doesn't hold people down well, which means I think this fight takes place largely on the feet. And as you pointed out, Lucas Almeida is a much longer fighter. We're talking about a guy who's five foot eight versus a guy who's five foot 11. And the, the reach is the same three inch advantage for Almeida. And he hits really freaking hard as Mike Torgiano found out the hard way. So yeah, I, I like the boxing of Lucas Almeida and the fact that he should just be able to get back up after any takedown attempt uh, and win this fight in the boxing. I am agreeing with you. I read a very good article on sports podcast.com about UFC 280 props. And and someone wrote a bunch of those things that you just mentioned there about Lucas Almeida. So that website's um, got the smartest people working. It for does. It. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of up in the air with this pick, but yeah, um, give me Almeida just because he cracks and Tukagov is probably going to be there for the cracking. Um, and he's got the three inch reach over him, which helps as well. Um, yeah, so I, I think this is a very worthy dog pick here. So give me Almeida as well. Um, okay. That's my first dog of the day, I believe. Uh, let's see if we got any more coming up. Light heavyweights. Nikita Krylov versus Vulcan Ozdemir. Ozdemir, no time. Former title challenger. He's 18 to 6. 12 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. He's 6 and 5 in the UFC. He's won one of his last three and three of his last five. Uh, he did win his last fight. Uh, used to fight at heavyweight. He's 1 and 1 in Bellator. 2010, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He also was a pro kickboxer. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.77 strikes per minute, plus 150 the number on him. Uh, Krylov, the minor, is 28 and 9, 12 knockouts, 15 submissions. So he finishes fights. Uh, he's been knocked out once, submitted six times. 12 and 7 in the UFC over two stints. He's won one of his last three and three of his last seven. He uh, won his last fight via knockout. Uh, he's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yeah, he's fought at heavyweight as well. 2012 was his MMA debut professionally he's got inch height two inches of reach on ozdemir three years younger he's outstruck his ufc opponents by 2.09 strikes per minute grappling stats in his favor as well minus 180 could could jeff chalks fox take back-to-back underdogs yes he could um i'm taking vulcan ozdemir he burned me last time because i i was fading him i thought he was shot but he showed against paul craig a surging paul craig might i say that he uh he still had some stuff left in the tank um 
Krylov has not looked that great recently. He's gone two and five. His two wins are over Alexander Gustafsson, who's shot, and Johnny Walker, who you never know what you're going to get when he walks into the cage. So, um, yeah, I like Ozdemir as a dog. Um, he's got big-time finishing ability on the feet. Um, I'm willing to roll the dice on no time. So give me Ozdemir and the big plus 150 money. All right, so before I get into who I'm picking here and, and my thoughts on it, did you know both of these guys have changed their nicknames since coming to the UFC? Really? I probably do, but I don't remember now. So I, it, I, I know, the, the minor is the newer one, I think. I, the, I do remember that. The minor and no time are both new. They're both self-changed since coming to the you UFC. You can't do that. You're not do allowed you, to change your nickname. Do, do you know what either of them used to be? Uh, maybe when you tell me I do, but at so, this point, no. So Nikita Krylov used to be Nikita Al Capone Krylov. Kind of, kind of sounds familiar. And Vulcan Ozdemir used to be Vulcan Cousin Ozdemir. No, I don't know that one. That's yeah. great. Yeah, fantastic. which are fantastic nicknames. So uh, I'm actually going to go chalk here. I, I like okay. Nikita Krylov in this fight. Here's why. You know, you mentioned uh, he, he's actually three and four in his last seven, not two and five in his last seven, three and four in his last right, seven, three four, two, and, two and three in his last five, I meant. two and three in his last five. That's correct. Yeah. Um, in, in, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. The wind's not overly impressive. Alexander Gustafson, Johnny Walker, who fought really weird in that fight. Uh, Ovin St. Prue also maybe not the most impressive, but the losses are impressive. The losses aren't of people Nikita Krylov should lose to. Jan Blankovic, Glover Teixeira, Magomed Ankoliev. That's three of the top, maybe three guys at light heavyweight right now, yeah. or, you know, at least not named Yuri Prohoshka. And then Paul Craig, who he got stuck in a triangle with, he was stupid enough to engage in the grappling. And I'll give you that one. Maybe he shouldn't have done that. Volkan Ozdemir certainly didn't. So I think he's losing the guys he's supposed to lose to. I think he's beating guys he's supposed to be. And I'll say this here. I, while I like Volkan Ozdemir in a lot of spots, I think the reason why we've seen him look lackluster in recent times is he's really a counter striker, right? And that that's what he's done really well over his career. Like you go back and you look at his win over Misha Serkinov. Serkinov backed him up and he clipped him with a shot. Same with Jimmy Manawa. You know, if you want to go back to his fight with Ilya Latifi, same thing there. He hit him with hooks. Uh, and I think if you choose not to, you know, overexert yourself or put yourself in a bad position, he's, he winds up looking kind of out of his element. And I think if you can mix in the grappling, he looks really out of his element. And I think that's the type of thing Nikita Krylov can do. Nikita Krylov can mix in the grappling. He is actually a low-key, a really great grappler when he can get it down. And I think he's going to be smart enough on the feet that he doesn't wind up in a position where Vulcan can crack him. So uh, give me the give me the favorite, uh, wow. Al, Al Capone. <laughs> Gummy goes favorite, Chalks goes, do goes dog. What a wacky world we're living in. Um, if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Nothing wacky about that. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watching all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Finally, last but not least, Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. 
And also as a bet tracker, as the betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right. The co-main event, so to speak, of the prelims. Mahmoud Muradov. I told you there's a lot of Mahmoud Mustafa's. That's why I'm getting all confused. Mahmoud Muradov. Dan knows him by a different name, but anyhow, he's fighting uh, Kyle <laughs> Bahayo at middleweight. Um, Mahmoud Muradov, a.k.a. Ahmed Vert. If you guys want to uh, Google that, by all means, Ahmed Vert. Find out who that is. Um, he doesn't go by that name. Dan, you hear Dan? He's he's uh, Googling it right now. Uh, Muradov <laughs> goes by Mock. That's his nickname. He does not go by his other, his screen name. Uh, he's 25 and 7, 17 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted four times. He's 3-1 and one in the UFC, but he did lose his last fight via submission. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. A lot of mantles this episode. 2012 is his pro MMA debut. A lot of people debut in 2012 as well. He's got four inches of height on Bohio. He's twice more active landing strikes, plus 2.22 strikes per minute. He's outstruck his UFC opponent, so he is a very, very good striker. Plus 185, the number on him. Bohio, the natural. 12 and 1 with one no contest, four knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's won two straight in the UFC, 2 0. 2 0 on contender series as well. He's won nine straight fights. He's undefeated in 12 straight fights, 11 and 0 with one no contest over his last 12. Used to fight at light heavyweight or he has fought at light heavyweight. He also was a regional champion, grappling, also a pro grappler. Three years younger than Muradov. Striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.9 strikes per minute. Minus 230 is the number on him. <laughs> is it my minus turn you. to pick? Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Kyle Ohio in this fight. Uh, I, I think he wins this one pretty easily. Look, in the fight we had, I can't remember how long ago Mahmoud Murdov fought GM3, but like I, I said. It only takes a second to slip up for Muradov and to wind up on the ground with GM3, and GM3 is going to finish you. I think it's almost as true with Kaibo Ohio. Like, if you get on the ground with Kaibo Ohio, first of all, you're not getting back up. The dude's got great control on the map. And in addition to that, he can finish you with subs like he's done on the regional scene. He's got really great grounded pound. And I think Muradov has shown that, like, especially in that fight with GM3, he slowed down in that fight, right? Like, he he came to a grinding halt in that fight because he just got tired of, of whatever it was he was doing, whether that was chasing the finish or what, whatever it was doing. I think Kaibo Ohio, as this fight goes on, only gets stronger. And I think he's got the grappling game that he actually puts Muradov in trouble early and gasses him out early and then continues to wail on him. I, I think this is Bohio all day. Yes, we are a Kai Bohio podcast. I am going with him as well. Um, grappling, obviously, in his favor. He's not a shabby striker as well. Uh, he, he can he can crack a bit on the feet. So Kai Bohio, the natural, is my pick as well. On to the main event. Uh, as I said in the past, this is a very solid uh, fight night card main event here, if, if it was a fight night. But instead, it's heading up the prelims here. Watch weights. Bilal Mohammed versus Sean Brady. Did you know that? Remember the name is not listed as his nickname on Wikipedia. Has he changed that, Dan? Is he not remember the name anymore? Not to my knowledge. I'm, I'm going to always remember his name. Bilal, remember the name Muhammad. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go with that. He's we're gonna 21. keep remember we're gonna keep remembering it whether he tells us to or not. Exactly. He's 21 and three with one no contest, four knockouts, one submission. So he's not a finisher. You may want to go decision in this one as a why that wise writer that wrote the props column said. Uh, he's been knocked out once himself, so he also does not get finished. Um, he's 12 and three with one no contest in the UFC. 
He's won three straight, and he's gone 7-0 and with one no contest over his last eight. He was the Titan FC champ before this. He's got an inch of height on Brady. More active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.73 strikes per minute, plus 120, the number there. Brady, 15-0, three knockouts, four submissions. Also not much of a finisher. 5-0 in the UFC. He was the CFFC champion. Used to fight at lightweight. Four years younger than Muhammad. Striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.69 strikes per minute. Rapid stats in his favor as well, minus 140. Give me Brady. I'm all in on Brady as well. Um, they're both very good wrestlers slash grapplers. I think Brady's a little bit better than Muhammad. I probably like his striking a bit more as well. However, this this very easily could be the quote-unquote prospect loss for, for Brady because Muhammad is a big step up in competition. Um, but still, uh, I'm, I'm liking Brady. I'm kind of liking the minus 140 number too, beside his name. Uh, I don't like the negative 140 number. I'll, I'll be real honest. So I'm picking Brady. I, okay. I like Sean Brady. I'm a believer in Sean Brady. But you're right. This this almost has the making of feeling like a prospect loss. I, yeah. I'm not sure it's a huge step up because he did he did just beat Michael Chiesa. Michael Chiesa yeah, and, and Bilal Muhammad are, are not a huge difference. But I'll say this. This is going to be the first time he fought somebody with like a lot of wrestling skills. Right. Like Michael Chiesa, great grappler. I I wouldn't say he has tons of wrestling skills and and the the wrestling skills he does have. He's kind of a wirier dude. So like the the big, strong bully size of Sean Brady, it it was like a little bit too much for Chiesa at some points. I'm not positive that's going to be true with Bilal Muhammad, which gives me a little pause in picking Sean Brady. I'll also say this. I actually don't agree that I like his his striking more. I, I like Bilal Muhammad striking more. I think he's got more things he does well. I think he mixes in his kicks better. I think he manages range better. And like, remember, we we largely thought for a while Bilal Muhammad was a striker. Uh, he he like started mixing in the grappling somewhat recent and and really changed the way we viewed him as a fighter. So. Yeah, I I'm still picking Brady because I think your original point about the fact that I do think he's a better grappler. Yeah, I just think that the margin of error there is so small. And the fact that, like, I don't think he has the striking advantage, even at a negative 140 number. I, I just don't feel like I have enough confidence in in Brady. But uh, that is officially my pick. Fine. Be a coward. Be a coward. You know, we're agreeing on Brady. But no, I, I agree with Dan. It's it is a very tight fight, which makes it a good fight. So. All right, that is the prelims for you. I will recap. We both have Brady, both have Bohio. Dan has Krylov. I have Ozdemir. Uh, we both have Almeida, both have Nurmagomedov. I have Petrosian. He has Dobson. I have Mustafaev. He has, oh, actually, we both have Mustafaev. <laughs> you don't have Garden. No. Um, and we both have. That's Mokayev. There is Mokayev. No right. I still have Mustafaev. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have the wrong name written down here. Yes, we both have Mokayev. The. The uh, flyweight gentleman who's very good at fighting. We both the have Punisher. We both, the Punisher. The Punisher. And we both have Hosa. So different on a few, which will make it an interesting evening uh, for sure. So make sure you get in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord so you can discord and discuss these fights with us when they're happening on Saturday morning, afternoon, wherever you are. Um, follow us on Twitter, SGPNMMA. Gumby run does a great job running that account. Uh, my Twitter is Jeff Fox Writer. His is Gumby Vreeland. Go, go to my site and enter my free pick'em contest at moneymma.substack.com. Um, listen to Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast, which has already dropped this week, and I've not listened yet, so that's why I don't know all of your picks. Who's on it this week? 
Uh, I'm talking with Kaibo Ohio, the hey. aforementioned, yeah, uh, before his fight with Mahmoud Verdov. And uh, later on in the show, towards the end of it, I am talking with new uh, Invicta FC atomweight champion, Jillian uh, DeCourcy. Really? Fan favorite. That's good. Yeah, she's she's great. Super entertaining. Uh, always super easy to talk to. Good. Well, there you go. Make sure you listen to that. I already told you about all that stuff. Oh, yeah, and I told you about sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's got great articles that you should read. So I think I told you everything you need to know. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow for the main card of UFC 280 and any props we like, any recommended plays, and, of course, our two-fight parlay, which is going to win you lots of money. It's it's bound to hit one of these times. We came close last week. It's going to hit this week probably, right? I, I feel it. I feel it in he my bones. Feels it. All right. So make sure you listen in on Thursday. Um, I'm going to let Dan say goodbye to you all. Go ahead. I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's cousin Jeff Fox. And we will see you tomorrow. 